if you want to be the man, you can be the man. Do you want to be the man? To be the man, you can be the man. What's up, everybody? I did the wrong one. You got it now. I slid the right fader down. (laughs) Worship distributed. This is a a slow day here in the office as we all... Not really at all, actually. It's not a slow day. It's going pretty good. Monday after Super Bowl. Some call it Super Bowl Monday. Do you know that it is the most called out of work day in the yearly calendar? Yeah. So everybody's got headaches. Yeah, yeah that's unfortunately. Yeah. That's not. They're tired. Yeah, they're tired. The tired. The game started six thirty. The sphere was cool. That was cool. You know they lost like one hundred fifty million dollars last year. I mean, I saw an article on that. Like the sphere is just like they're losing money like crazy on it. Well, yeah, just the technology to Imagine. keep it running. That's crazy. It, nice. Super cool though. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It is cool. It's pretty neat. You know how it's cool because you look at it and you're like, whoa, that's cool. Whoa. That's cool. Yep. So Super Bowl was yesterday. Super Bowl was yesterday. You had, you know, some, buffalo, like you had think, some buffalo dip. I did. I like to think uh, as Sunday morning is the Super Bowl of Sundays Ooh. of the week. We have weekly Super Bowls <laughs> Super Bowls at church. If you guys would just treat your worship service oh, like you do the Super Bowl. Oh, I love it so much. You know, you should get the Gatorade and ba- bathe your pastor after he makes an amen point. Yeah, yeah, that somebody showed that to me. It's funny. It's funny, but it's yeah. like the 10th year. Are you ready for some Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah if you guys got ex- as excited about the about the Lord as you do the Super Bowl, the world would be a different place. Yeah. Okay, I think you could just like say that about anything, right? You really could. Like, man, if you, well, fine. If you got excited about as excited about the Lord as you did that cheese dip you ate last Yay. night, the world would be a different place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's every every year the Super Bowl comes around. There's somebody that just makes that comment, and like, you guys get so amped up for a football game, but then you come to Jesus and you sit on your hands and you don't respond. To him. I'm like, come on, that's not. It's not like apples to apples. Yeah, but also the, you're misunderstanding worship because if you are regulating worship as to an actual physical response, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just putting a background behind. It. Yeah, you know. So anyways. speaking of backgrounds, Post Malone was not. I did not enjoy him singing "America the Beautiful." No. I didn't either. And he's not normally a country singer, right? Yeah, he's going through something right now. Because I, I, he's done some, about he's that. collaborated with some country artists. Yeah, he's going through like a fully silver. folky thing right now. I bet he always gets flagged by TSA. <laughs> my, my son did say that. He's like, does he have a full grill? And I'm like, yes, he does. That looks stupid. Yeah, he's got <laughs> tattoos all over his face. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, man, I know. It's and it's okay. It's what he wanted. I don't know why, but... It's yeah, what, it's it is weird. What he wanted. It was weird. Yeah, you know what made me really excited? What? Reba McIntyre singing the National Anthem. I'm going to... I got excited about it because... I know you did. I don't I like, think she did a good job. I think she did great because I think she's like a... She's been singing like for a long time. And she's been retired for a while. I think she came and she sang it pretty straight, you know, and she put some of her Reba on it. Her Reba. Yeah, my wife is pretty excited that Reba. Sang. I thought she did I thought she did fine. It wasn't like it wasn't like Chris Ableton last year. That was the best of all time. Uh, it might have been. Do you know what else I'm sick of? 
people telling me about that Tina Turner one or whatever, whatever one it uh, was, or the Whitney Houston one. Yeah, Whitney, Whitney Houston. That wasn't good. Yeah. She just sang not, really high. I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. That wasn't good. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I just like Reba. I thought she sang it pretty straight, like did a good job with it. Had she sang with a, I think a live, like a live band. Yep, I had to I had to explain to uh, EJ um, about the African American national anthem. Yes, that was lift every voice and sing. Yeah, I like I don't know how to explain this to you. And I was sitting next to an African American gentleman, two of them, last night where we were at, and so they explained it to him. I'm like, thank you very much. How did they explain it? They just you know like, hey, so. Over the last few years, you know, the country's been going through this, and so to be more inclusive, this was included into yeah. uh, pregame ceremonies, and so they like they were great. They handled it, and my son was just kind of like, okay, and just walked away. Like, yeah, yeah. he didn't actually want to know. He's he like, just, I'm not here for a lesson. Yeah, he just knew that this isn't. I'm here for the what pizza. I normally hear, dude. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that was fun. We had our first experience of. Uh, yeah, you know, you that's just neat. wanted just to know to what it was. That. Yeah, yeah. So. I felt bad for the guys behind them, the Walter Payton guys. <laughs> They're just standing. They there. were just kind of standing there, like <laughs> not really yes. sure how to what to do. It's like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, just put your hands by your side, Ricky. Be okay. Uh, car run real good, and uh, a <laughs> car handle real good. Um, oh, it was pretty man. though. She was had a she, beautiful voice. Oh, she's saying on Broadway. I think so. I think she was in the Heights. I think yeah. she's saying she's in she's the a very good vocalist. Yeah, very very good. And the background, and the background singers, singers were really good too. <laughs> Golly, I was yeah. like, I said that to the guy sitting next to me. I'm just like, hey, they have one microphone that's picking up all three of them. Yeah, I want one of those microphones. It was really good. Yeah, you know that gain was just maxed out. Oh, absolutely. But it was they they sounded really good. Very very good voices. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so the game was the game. It was boring for a while. I didn't. I for a second I thought San Francisco could get it, for a second, but they just uh, they couldn't capitalize there towards the end. Yeah, Kansas City always seems to adjust well in the second half. They do. It's kind of like in that like what Florida State does, you know, where like the first half is kind of mm. like, but then like they make huge adjustments in the huge second adjustments. half. They wait until the second half, and all of a sudden they come out and just start uh, dominating. Yep. And defense is crazy. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, you know, everybody gives a ton of props to Mahomes, which, again, he's Mahomes. He's he's going to be as good or better than Brady when it's all said and done. I sure. mean, he is. That defense was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Niners' offense is no joke. No, they're, they're serious. I mean, yeah. Chris great, McCaffrey. Yeah, great running back, good receiving group. I mean, basically kept Greg Kittle to nothing of that. He got value. hurt, too. Yeah. Uh, Debo got hurt, but anyways, Purdy, you know, is second year in the league. He's a good quarterback, good kid. He's he's yeah. He's gonna be good. They'll get their he ring threw eventually. Some pretty passes. Oh man. Night. Um, but the the uh, defense for the Chiefs, three crucial plays. Chris yeah. Jones, their nose tackle, threw Purdy off his spot, and he missed three wide open touchdown yeah. wide receivers. That would have, I mean, broke the game open. And their defense is what changed the game. It wasn't Mahomes and uh, turnovers. Yeah, turnover. You know, which is defense caused, but yeah. like those, like the early turnover. I mean, the special teams turnover. Four and honors were just punching it down the field on that opening drive, yeah. and then just dropped it. How do you feel about the whole Travis Kelsey outburst at Andy Reid? I know uh, that's like a point of conversation this morning. I don't know what. I don't know what. Like what. 
Like he wanted it, to be in on the play, and the guy that was leading the block for the running back was the backup tight end who got swim moved, who punched the ball out. Kelsey was upset that he was not in the play. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it was. Highly inappropriate. Yes. Wildly inappropriate to behave that way. Yeah. You're 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 a kid and you're talking to you're talking to a seasoned coach. Yeah. Thirty five year old talking to a seventy year old. You don't coach get to do that. Who you has get, multiple rings. I don't care who you are. I don't yeah. care you're dating Taylor Swift. I don't care you got a podcast. I don't care your brother. I don't care you even won Super Bowls before. That's Andy Reid. Yeah. He's the boss. Like he's in charge. He's managing you're running one position. Yeah. He's managing an entire team. Yeah. And the officials. And a staff, all at one time. Mm-hmm. You just shut up. Yeah, you could be mad, but be mad somewhere else. Yep, go somewhere else and do it. Yeah, don't be whiny that in the first half you had what one catch for like one yard or something yeah. like that. I mean, he's an amazing tight end. Oh yeah, but you don't you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you're paid. I mean, about knocked think- about knocked him off his feet. Yeah, on national television. Yeah, it's it's yeah that yeah that's unacceptable. Yeah. Anyways, in my opinion, I, I agree. I don't I, think you do that. Like, I don't, hey, there's no, there's no place for that ever. Yeah, I know you're wound up. Get control of yourself. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, no, I don't like that. That made me mad. Yeah, it was frustrating. But overtime, man, I knew it. I was sitting there, I was watching it, and uh, Kayla was sitting next to me, and she was actually watching the game with me for a little bit, uh, the second half after we got back to the house. And uh, I, when the Niners chose to take the ball, I said, if they don't score a touchdown here, it's over. And she's like, what? I said, if they don't score a touchdown, Mahomes is going to march them down the field. They're going to win the ball game. Yeah. Sure enough. Field goal. I'm like, that's over. Yeah. And Mahomes just did what he did. That fourth down in overtime. Yeah. Squirrely. I mean, that was just, it was impressive. All right. I do want to say this. Um, I'm not uh, also, of obviously, a football play calling professional or anything like that. I could not stand the defense that they set up for that overtime. The 49ers. Yeah, they stopped putting pressure on him. They put no pressure on him. Yeah. And so so Mahomes just literally Tom Brady his way down the field with yep. little chip passes. <clears throat> just chip, 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 chip. Yeah. pushed it up the field. It was yeah. like cause it was like what we gripe about. Like what I gripped about with the Gators last year was that it would be like it would be uh third and three, and then we would line up seven yards off the guy. Yeah. And then they would throw a four yard pass all year long. Yep. And it's like, can we what are you doing? Yeah. They did take the timeout. Shanahan took the timeout, and they did make an adjustment. Yeah, because he was playing cover zero. Yeah, he was playing cover zero. Yeah, you can't it, do that. <laughs> but by, by that point, in my opinion, it was already too late. Yeah, because they had already they had already crossed the fifty. They were already down, at least getting almost into field goal range, and then not far away. And at that point, and I noticed on the last play that they tried to say, "Well, the defender, this defender, got duped, and he moved over there." But the deal was was either he was going to cover, uh. Uh, Hard, what's the guy's name? Hardman. Hardman that scored the touchdown. Yeah. Or Kelsey was wide open for a touchdown. Yeah. It was one or the other. Yeah. There was nothing they could do about it at that point. That I, little I take out. my chance covering Kelsey and hoping which that, is what uh, he did. A receiver at, in Kansas City would just drop a ball because that's right. what who's they're also for this. like a backup, right? Like yeah. he wasn't. Well, he was one of their starters last year. Yeah. Went inside a free agency deal with the Jets. He was never at, played. Right. He was at the Jets. And so they traded and they got him back. back. Yeah, he came back. <laughs> and he, went, right. he got the game winner here for the in Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> and did you see? He didn't even know it was like that they yeah, won. Yeah, he stood there for a second with the ball in the yeah. air. Like, and Mahomes like, comes over, we just won the Super Bowl. He's like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, he was, I think he might have been turning around to make sure there was no flags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, take Which it all I in. do want to say I felt like the uh, officiating crew was – Really good. They let him play. It was a really good game. Yeah, I agree. There was no, it didn't get, 
Yeah. It, they didn't get involved. Yeah, I'll tell you, that first half, though, those defenses were hitting. Yeah. Bro, they were dropping shoulders, dropping Dude, them. I, oh, uh, man. On that first drive, uh, gosh, the Chiefs came in and hit. Oh, I don't remember. He was run, He was with the ball. It's like a just like a little out pass. It was down by the down by the fifteen. It was the play like right before the fumble. Anyways, they just clobbered the guy. Yeah, and it was like a a thigh to the head. Like it was just like this, and you could just it mm-hmm. sounded like bones crunching. <clears throat> Mahomes got pounded a few times. Yeah, like early sandwiched. Like early he did. He yeah, got, like they. I love it. I was like, yeah. Well, that's what they they had to do that. Yeah. Like, they didn't have a choice. They had to get in there and pressure him. Mm-hmm. That's why I just did not like at the end. They went to that cover zero. They weren't they weren't up on the men. They weren't, you know, I don't know. I didn't know why they changed it. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. But he it was a good it, game, though. He called the 49ers, uh, what's his name, uh, Will, um, the defensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes? Wilkes. Yeah. He called a great. Oh yeah, great defensive game, yeah. especially against the Chiefs because you got so many attack points with the mm-hmm. Chiefs. It's just fun to me that Andy Reid just kind of wins on like literally like the little <laughs> Andy Reid play. Like yeah, he just yep he has him. He keeps him in his back pocket, finds some sort of wiggle that he can create to create space. I need three yards. He's got it. Yep, you know. Yeah, he's. I'm telling you, he's going to be another one that I think when it's all said and done, because he said he's coming back. Next year, which there was speculation he was going to retire. Yeah. And he and Kelsey both just said, no, we're going to come back. Because they're going to try to go for three in a row. Yeah. And no no team's done that. And I I think if he does it again next year, he he surpasses Oh, he becomes Billy and the best uh, coach of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shula. I mean, he, yeah. he's going to pass most of them. Did you see the uh, M&M's commercial where it was the comfort ring? Yes. That was really funny. <laughs> Was it who was the guy? It was a Dan Marino, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Dan Marino was in like six Super Bowl commercials last yeah, night. Dan Marino was in tons of them. Brady was in tons of them. Brady was dude. The Dunk Kings. <laughs> yeah, that was that was with uh, J Lo and uh, Matt, Damon, Matt Damon, Ben and Affleck, Ben Affleck, and then uh, and, and Tom, Tom Brady, Brady playing keys. He's like, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you I'd, I'd be your friend for anything. This is anything. That's what Matt Damon says to Ben Affleck as they're walking away. She said, we really talked funny. about this. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah, but the, awesome. the comfort ring was really funny because it was like, if you just, you, you almost make it, but you don't quite make it. You're second place. You got the M&M's perfectly crafted comfort ring. It was very funny. One that got me, there was a lot of just really not good commercials. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel like we're getting more and more of those things that they think are funny, just that aren't. But uh, it was a, it wasn't Kia, but it was a car commercial. And this girl's out on the ice skating rink, and she looks over to her dad, and there's an empty seat next to her. So I immediately thought like mom was in the military or something like that, and she didn't make it back. No, it's grandpa who's homebound. So he drives the car through the snow, and it's an electric car. So he sets up all these lights on the frozen pond, plugs it in, and like the window, the grandfather's sitting in the window. She goes and does the uh, ice skating show for him out in oh, front yeah. of his house. And I'm like, <laughs> that got you? That's, like in the feels. Oh, man. I didn't see that I one. was like, oh, that was. I will admit that I slept through most of the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We watched uh, we watched the halftime show on the ride home because my kids were like, "Well, who's Usher?" And I'm like, "Well, you're about to see it. Hold on a second. And, like, you know, that was high, right. that was high school years for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't. 
I could care well, less. I'm like I heard a few of them, here. like uh, you know, when uh, T Pain came out and Alicia Ludacris. Keys. Alicia Keys sounded terrible. Yeah, did you hear a crack on the first note? Yes. Yeah. It sounded like her voice was so hoarse, and normally she's one of the better she's, yeah. vocalists. She's she still did. I mean, it was still really good. Though. Yeah, I mean, she's it was, but like you could tell there was. I didn't enjoy the show mostly just because I don't like that kind of music. Yeah. Not that much. I will say when Yeah came on. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were all like, yeah, yeah. Like, our whole house was like. And then uh, what Ludacris, was that? when Ludacris, Ludacris came out, I was like, it's Ludacris. <laughs> Ludacris. That was pretty cool, actually. Oh, uh, that that one that, um, turn down for what? Yeah. <laughs> like, our whole house, whole house was like, da, 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 da. <laughs> that was funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, NFL, if you're listening, I make a full pledge and push. Put Chris Stapleton and JT and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. As and then, your and then friends. time show next year. And bring some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Roll some friends in there. Let's go. That'll be an amazing show. Yeah. No, what's going to It'll be Taylor Swift next year. And it'll be a song about either she got married to Travis Kelsey or they broke up. So <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like, hey, guys, here's what's going to happen. If they win the Super Bowl. The 50-yard line, Travis Kelsey's going to get down on the knee. He's going to propose. It's going to happen. I said, or, so, hold on. Let me finish. And so, EJ overheard me saying that. So, he woke up this morning. Asking. And he goes, hey, Dad, so did Travis Kelsey propose? Because they won. And I'm like, buddy, I was just kidding. He, he went to bed full on thinking that was going to be proposed to. I'm like, oh, no, buddy. I don't, it didn't happen. You know, you know what would really be funny though is because you know how like I mean, you know, big done the Super Bowl halftime shows are with mm-hmm. all the things and everything. Look like Global Gym at the end. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. In their purple <laughs> outfits, purple, padded outfits, getting ready for their dodgeball tournament. Blazer. What, what would be funny Blazer. though if it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Adele, and she doesn't do anything except just sing like her, <laughs> her ballads really slow. <laughs> Never full, mind, i so like you. And like doesn't move the whole time. Doesn't move. She's just like in a flowing, <laughs> sparkly dress with a symphony string section surrounding her, and everybody that stands is just like crying into their nachos. <laughs> Would be really funny. That would be awesome. How, did you see the marching band? Yeah, that was the cool. show though. That was cool. That was cool. And they were playing too. Yeah, I, I appreciate when they when artists pull. I say, also, like I appreciate it. Seemed like from what I could tell, like he was legit, like singing. He was singing, and it was clean. Yeah, it was clean. It seemed legit. There were some parts where I was like, the voice is still going. He doesn't have the mic up. Yeah, but you could hear some like variation in it sometimes. Where I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. He took his shirt off. That was weird. Yeah, it was. When he took his shirt off. Yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah, Max is like, why is he sweating so much? It's in the inside of a dome. Oh, what? That's what, what he said. What question is that? I was like, Max, do you understand? Do you understand what he's doing yeah. right now? <laughs> I mean, he's, he is dancing on roller skates. Okay, that was cool. Yeah. 
That was cool. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. I was like, do you think you wouldn't sweat if you were dancing in roller skates? He was like, he was like riding like backwards. Yeah. Like if I was doing the halftime show and they were like, all right, Steven, at this part, you're going to be on roller skates. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. I can't honor the contract. I can't, I can only go one direction and then I'm going to fall off the stage. I kind of your full movement. was going. I did kind of hope that someone would fall because <laughs> <laughs> their feet or their hands are flailing around. Cut the camera three. Cut the camera three. Cut the three. <laughs> ah, zoom in on Taylor Swift. <laughs> Dude, so every time, every time we would go to Taylor Swift, Blake Lively standing next to her, just like Hercules, Hercules. She was yes. like clapping the entire time. Yeah, like every time she was on camera, she was just clapping her hands. I'm like, I was wondering where Ryan Reynolds was. Dude, he was sitting back there. He just didn't care. He probably was. He was probably watching his uh, British soccer team. Yeah, or yeah. Welsh Welsh soccer team, or making another uh, phone commercial. He's funny. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's terrible mouth, but he's funny. yeah. He makes me laugh really. I'm hard. telling you, I'm really excited for this new movie that he and Krasinski are doing together called Imaginary Friends. If. Ooh yeah. Steve Carell. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah, a yeah, great yeah, yeah. cast. That. Yeah. Family movie. I'm. That sounds. Great. I'm. Pre- I'm pretty pumped to go see that. It's be really like, funny. He's got like two kids, don't he? Yeah. He and Blake Lively. So. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> so yeah, it was a good night. Good Super Bowl. I mean, it's a really good Super Bowl. I know the first half was kind no, of. It was good. Boring. They were kind of figuring things out, but overall, it was a really good Super. It Bowl. It does seem lately that Super Bowls have been <clears throat> kind of like that. Yeah. Like kind of slow, but they get exciting. Uh, so we did start a podcast last week, but it did kind of, we had some, some issues. I had some timing issues that kind of messed it up. So we couldn't release it. So this is kind of a makeup one for last week. And we'll add in this week, of course, with it. But, but, uh, so last week, one of the questions that people asked us to address is how are, um, what are the roles and responsibilities in the, in the music ministry? Uh, and so, so I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's a good question. I mean, we've, we've generally talked about it before, but I think we could do some, some clarification on it. So I've been here the longest, I've been here 16 years this month. Um, and then you've, you're coming up on two years in July. Mm-hmm. Riley's been here months at this point. Mm-hmm. Phil's been here since he on staff, really kind of since he was 16, at least in a volunteer position. Mm-hmm. Abby's been, I think, 13 years. 13, I think, is correct. Um, and so so we could talk about that. So, like, from a flow standpoint, I oversee the whole music ministry just as kind of the final point of contact. Um, And then you were kind of like, if you were looking at a flow chart, you would kind of be like, like off to the right of me. And then maybe like a little bit down on the on the line, but it's not really like a dictatorship up at the top where I have to stamp off on everything. Like you kind of have a lot of, um, you know, leadership roles, almost almost to really the same level that I do. I think just more of my tenure and time and experience makes me kind of like the senior. Kinda, You've said it before. It's like a one A one B like liaison kind of situation. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I guess if I had to. You know, I would make like a decision, or if I needed to overrule something, like I would yeah. do it. Uh, but also would bear the responsibility of that decision, and well, any 
other decisions, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that, that could go wrong. So that said, like, I don't necessarily overplay that, but, but that's, that's my role. Um, and then you basically do a lot of the same things I, that I do in leadership as far as like communications, um, you make decisions pretty, you know, uh, you can do your own decisions. Basically, you don't have to run everything through me and you're really wise at stuff we would need to talk about. You wouldn't make any kind of global music ministry decisions without, mm-hmm. and I would, and generally I don't do, do that either. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you lead VP, you know, you, that's your, your campus. Uh, but then just as well as like helping, see, that's the thing, man, you know, and then Riley, Riley's kind of would be down, down like the flow chart, like below us, uh, from that standpoint, he's a worship leader at the South campus. Um, that's his responsibility. He has pretty much full, you know, rule and reign over his domain there to lead. The only thing we don't let go of is choir specials like choir. We, we work, Mm -hmm. but he can plan his own services, work with his own team, rehearse his own team, you know, pretty much do what he needs to do. Um, and then Abby, you know, Abby's our admin assistant for the office. Um, and she also helps within other ministries, um, uh, and just does a lot to keep everything afloat. She's the first point of contact. Yeah. Like, right. Everything comes through Abby. Right. To us from outside. Distributes it out. Um, and, uh, which is a key word. I know our podcast is worth distributed, but that, that just, that's a, that's a specific word. Mm Mm-hmm. It chosen for a specific purpose. Obviously, we have three campuses, but it's also built upon the way we function in leading those three campuses. Mm-hmm. We distribute out the work as opposed to uh, segment it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Phil oversees tech, does a great job with that. That's his. That's his. Uh, you know, point of leadership, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, generally I'll oversee like the staff, like the you know part time staff and stuff like that. Um, that we work with. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's how that's done. And then, um, I think we've done a good job of assigning out who is generally going to handle situations based upon their giftedness, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you've got a lot of gifts that I don't have. And then I have some that you don't, uh, or at least we all have them, but some are just more accented with one person or the other. That might be a better way to say it. Um, and then we just we just like work that way. Um, it's a big it's a big deal to me. The the one church three locations is a big deal to me that we function that way in our ministry. And that's you know my goal for twenty twenty four is that we continue to serve our campus as well as a music ministry. Not that the music ministry at each campus serves that campus well. Mm. But the music ministry as a whole serves every campus well. Mm-hmm. On top of that, serves ministries well at every campus. Because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff hits our desk. I mean, we you know we just we do a lot of communications. We're 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 assuming control over uh, you know social media and web. Uh, so we see oversee all that too. Uh, we you know just you know just a lot of little stuff comes through mm-hmm. and that that we have to do. Uh, and there's a lot of needs and a lot of events. We serve women's ministry by leading worship for TAG and for their special events. We serve men's ministry by leading worship for men's events. We serve student ministry by helping rehearse them and plan and making sure they're ready and auditioning new team members and, and um, 
making sure they have the technology and everything that they need. You know, we, we do that and we'll do that at all three campuses. Um, and then some, you know, uh, we, we serve for funerals and for weddings and for gospel music events and we do our own special events. And so, uh, there's a constant pool, but I really think we've been designed in such a way, uh, over the last couple of years that we can keep up with those needs Everybody has a really good attitude about it, and we're able to accomplish those things without killing ourselves and not necessarily getting bad attitudes about it. So, um, I mean, just think about it. Just think about if we just think about just think about if we were functioning where it was just campus by campus. So, let's say like I was all downtown campus. Then I would just do, would I just do, would I just be responsible to show up to every gospel concert we have because it's at downtown? Would I just be responsible to do every rehearsal that was held at downtown? Would I be responsible, to, you know, to to yeah. do all that by myself? Like, because that would be what would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or South where Riley would have to do anything, you know, he has to do everything, any funeral, any any whatever that South has. He would have to be responsible to figure out the mm-hmm. tech coverage for it, build the music for it, uh, uh, put it in pro presenter for it, make sure all the technology is working for it. If something breaks down there, he's got to work through, you know, he's got to find his tech guy to get it fixed. Like, it's, we can't, you can't, yeah, you can't do that. Like, we, we are like, we're a team of people that have like general, general oversight over different areas, almost like VPs mm-hmm. of areas in a sense, but yet we all like work together. So Riley comes, there's a, there, there might be a funeral here. So Riley comes to do that funeral. There might be a gospel concert at South, but Riley's already, you know, done several things. So Sean goes to cover the gospel concert at South. Um, you know, like we had several, um, rehearsals for, uh, I can face tomorrow in a row, you know, and so we started just kind of like, you know, I stayed and did like several of them and where you guys were able to go do stuff with family and not Mm -hmm. be at them. Because we're distributing the work yeah. around the church because mm-hmm. we look at this as the church. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just, I can't, I don't, I mean, things are going to kind of naturally take their own identity to an extent, but there's got to be like defining markers that are the same. Yeah. And that's why I want us to be generally doing the same music from campus to campus. Mm-hmm. Cause I want people to show up at first Wednesday prayer, which we had 700 people from across yeah, all three campuses. Unreal. And to be able to sing music that we know. Yeah. I've never heard of them before. Well, yeah. I mean, that's always going to be the case for some, but like the, anyways, I yeah. think you're spot on. I mean, I think the concept of how our office works, if you don't know, uh, all of us are here at the downtown campus. Yes. Monday through Wednesday, we're all together. We we work side by side. We're planning side by side. On Thursdays, Riley and I go to our respective you know campuses. Yeah, Sean and we spend, goes to VP. We spend Riley the day the there with the staff there. Just you know, we work out of that campus for the day. Um, but if we had to just spend all week at the certain campus, I think separate visions would be cast. Correct. And separate directions would be go, you know, we would go in. Right. Um, because there was no, there's no collaborative mind and thinking and understanding of what you, as the lead worship pastor, really see. I mean, because you've been here since before two campuses were added to the downtown campus. Right. 
So the, all of these people have been a part of, most of them have been a part of the original design right. of your worship ministry. Right. It's not ours to go and make the worship ministry our own. And so I think it really is beneficial that we spend hours together here and building relationships together here and creating that vision together here and then taking it and serving right. the campuses on Sunday that that are, you know, needing yeah. to be and I'll worship. Say, and I'll say I'll say this too is like the I want some level and I think choir is what brings it to us, but I want some level of unity across all three campus and worship. And I think worship is something that does bring unity. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about the controversy of styles and stuff like that, but I think worshiping together brings unity. And we're doing that, I think, the best we can from a service standpoint mm-hmm. layout. So, yes, yes, you're like, well, Stephen, what about 945 downtown? It's different than 11. Yes, it is. What about 83945 being different than 11 at VP? Yes, it is. South is a little bit different as well. Uh, but we, we generally do the same music throughout. And 945, 945 at downtown, man, it's just – it's that one service where we just kind of still do mm-hmm. excellent hymns, you know, and try to keep them well arranged and and sung with energy, and even though even if they're slow, sung with you know passion and and all that kind of stuff. But I think choir is a is a driving unifying force. But also, I think just our consistency of of who we are and, mm-hmm. and being there and people seeing us like it. It brings that unity and stuff, and I think I just think it really matters, and I yeah. think that should be a ministry goal, you know, not to step out of our sandbox, but a ministry goal for all the ministries at our church. But that said, uh, that said, uh, there's another thing we were going to talk about. So, like that's that's pretty much it. Oh, I do want to also say that, like, we all like really get along in our office, yeah, like legitimately, yeah, like we all like each other. We text all the time, laugh all the time, hang out, do stuff together. Just and it's just pretty great. Yeah, and, and think, we and we go out of our way to help each other. Yeah, like we're always willing to and go help not, with this, go help with that. Hey, go meet, come meet me here. And, and it's not a chore. Exactly. Like we don't gripe. You don't. You yeah. don't. You don't gripe about it. Like I can call you and say, "Hey, man, I need you to cover this for me." Like yesterday, like I just kind of Ian wanted to come with me, and it's kind of last minute, so I was letting him kind of get his clothes on and yeah get i needed to get him something to eat you know and i'm like okay sean's there yeah i could just text him like hey man i'm just running i ended up being there on time to start but hey i'm just running a few minutes behind can you get this thing going for me you know and it's like yeah sure like no big deal like oh man i'm exhausted i've already been here an hour you know it's like we don't do that kind of stuff like um and and we generally serve each other i think because we generally care and also, I don't think anybody thinks their job is a chore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Some yeah. people at work are like, man, this job is a chore. Oh, it's another Monday. I don't know that I've ever woke up and thought, oh, man, I got to go in the office. Blech. Yeah. Like, nah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Don't want to do it no I more. I have to. I have to. I don't mind coming in. I yeah. enjoy it. And I think we also value each other's time. Yes. I think one of the things that we like, kind of really fight for is making sure that everybody has an off day. It's making sure that somebody's not overwhelmed in yeah. their week. Like, we go above and beyond. Like, hey, can I go grab that for you so that you can focus on this? Well, so, you like, know, do so this like right you. now, so like right now, you and I are the only ones that have like 
kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Riley has a kid, but just not in the womb. not in the public yet, right? Yeah, but but uh, uh, a kid on the way. So. Um, not in the public yet, which sounds like he's hiding the kid. His wife is pregnant. Even okay. locked up in the closet. She's un- she has an unborn child that is on the way. Like goodness gracious, <sighs> just like Mary and Joseph. Oh goodness, Amen. Come on, preach, preach it. But we have kids. We have kids. <laughs> yeah, the brain. There you go. That's on the flow chart of we deal with Stephen's Alzheimer's. <laughs> Um, uh, and so, but, but, so it'll be like, Hey, like Steven, you you said that there was a uh, soccer game Thursday, so I'm going to cover blah, blah, blah. So you can go do that. Or Sean, I know you got, you know, baseball tryouts or that Wednesday. So we're going to take care of this. You don't need to do that. I'll cover that. Or, and we'll do that. We'll do that for Riley as he needs it. Mm-hmm. Phil, he's got school going on. He's got a side business that he's running. Which is great, which we all know about, which he asked for approval to do, and I fully support because I'm all about people bettering themselves. Because when you better yourselves, you're better for everybody else. But anyways, um, so hey, man, you need you need us to cover that. You need time for that. Boom, we'll do it. Abby, hey, don't worry about coming to this. Like, don't overdo it. We got this covered. You know, you can go hang hang with hang out with Jesse, work with Jesse or whatever. Do what you're gonna do, or just go take some downtime because she works really really hard yeah. in uh, in in a lot of areas. You know, one of the hardest working people in the staff. So it's just, you know, it's just that kind of thing uh, matters. And uh, and I think it's made a good environment. And it's not one that we should take for granted, you know, either. Um, and I hope we don't, you know, and I, I don't ever want to uh, for sure. All right. So Brenda sent in a question uh, today. She said, what are your, what's your take on the he gets us stuff? Mm. All right. So I think I want to, I want to talk about that. And you and I talked about it earlier as well. Um, so that he gets his commercials are very much like the one with the Super Bowl was uh, feet washing, feet washing, and it was alternate lifestyles washing each other's feet. When I say alternate lifestyles, like don't overthink that. It's I don't mean like alternate like like although that that kind of alternate lifestyles and stuff was included, but it was just people that would be kind of radically different than each other in society, mm-hmm. washing each other's feet. So I want to say this. On the face, I think it's great. On the face. Right? We should love other people. Yep. We should serve them. We should care for others. Uh, it's very biblical to love our enemy, um, to do good to those who uh, go against us. Um, it's, you know, to to help the poor, to... To not be bigoted or racist, um, that's very biblical. I mean, that's that's just all throughout Scripture. Um, but from there, you know, you brought up, and I've you know I've seen people. See, here's uh, all right. Let me just finish the thought before I go on my whatever tangent that's going to be. <laughs> is is this from there? Like you go to the website, and it's very much like, hey, God's love. And, you know, here's here's how Jesus was and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think it gives, like, a full picture of who Jesus actually yeah. is because he's God. <laughs> and he wasn't just there to be nice to everybody and to make everybody feel good um, because there is something controversial about Jesus. Uh, and what's controversial is is that he is holy and we are inherently not holy. And so anyone, which is why the feet washing matters, anyone 
that is confronted with the holiness of Jesus should feel and will will feel guilt and shame mm-hmm. for their life. <clears throat> Everyone. Mm-hmm. It's John 1. Darkness showed up. I mean, yeah, darkness could not comprehend the light that showed up that lights every man that comes into the world. They can't comprehend it. Okay. Uh, it is, it is a, it is, it is offensive to have someone that literally just by their presence being there shows you how bad you are. It's kind of like sometimes when I step on the wrong pickleball court, <laughs> right? It's like you're out there and you're like, this is not where I <laughs> Yeah, belong. that was really funny. All I know is I'm on the wrong court. I should be around the corner. Like <laughs> and and that's what that's what Jesus does. So like I think it's a nuanced, unfortunate. No, it's not nuanced. I think they're intentional in it. I wonder I don't I wonder if they're intentional from a it almost seems like they're intentional because they got characteristics of Jesus right. And maybe their motives generally are right. Hey, let's be kind. Let's not hate each other. Let's not just sit around and fight all the time. But then like good motives that lead you to really like a false premise are not good motives. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Brenda, that's like my take on it. My take is on the face. Yeah, we should all be loving each other. It was moving to see it. It was moving. I was like, this is like, I was really moved when you saw like kind of the old white man and the old black man. And they both had their feet, one of their feet in the bucket. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, cause a lot of, a lot of, like old bigotry and racism was just put into people through ignorance Mm -hmm. and they were raised in ignorance, you know, and, and God bless the time when somebody realizes like, Whoa, I was taught ignorance. I've been raised in ignorance and I'm, I'm going to step out of that. And that could go, you know, obviously white black, you know, is, is a big one from white to black, but then, you know, that can go in so many ways. Yeah. But see, just things like LGBTQ plus, uh, people struggle with it, but it's sin. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is sin will kill you. Yep. Like lust when it's conceived brings forth sin and sin when it's finished, the finished result is death. Yeah. Like there's a linear move with all of it. Um, and it, and I'm, and I'm not saying now somebody could clip that and be like, oh, he said, so if you're gay, you're going to die. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying, but it does. It, it kills us spiritually. Mm-hmm. And when we're lost in our depravity and we're lost in our sin, whatever that may be, it's not just LGBTQ+. Plus. It is lust. It is greed. It is selfishness. It is bitterness. Like those things that just control and dominate us, hopping from one dopamine fix to the next without really like settling into who Christ is and mm-hmm. having a, a genuine, authentic walk with him that does like ruffle our feathers and change our life because we realize I can't live this way anymore. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. Like we got to tell people that. And, and, and here's where I, here's what I thought about this too is like, here's where I think like that's the thing. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And we've got to demonstrate and live out the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And we are called to love. We're called to love one another. That's the, that is established. And part of love is like, first off, um, 
not being repulsed by someone else because we don't understand them, we don't agree, or we think it's gross, mm-hmm. right? Now, grossness can repulse us, but it's the individual we don't get re- repulsed by, like, the individual because they're still created in the image of God yeah. and they need a Savior. And so somebody somewhere has to be willing to stick their hand in the fire to pull them out. That's like a Jude, mm-hmm. a Jude passage. Now, I'm sure I'm not contextually using that right to an extent, but it's like it's like rescuing a brother as from the fire. And when you rescue somebody from a fire, you're going to get some kind of burn. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some kind of like smoke inhalation. It's going to hurt your lungs a little bit, but somebody's got to be willing to like get in the fire with people and be like, hey, like we can get out of this. Let me pull you out. Mm-hmm. It's the problem is people, like Cliff said yesterday, they, they're lost for so, they're, they're in bondage for so long, they don't understand that they're not free. Mm. Because they think their bondage is their freedom. Yeah. And that's where people are at. Yeah. And so the premise of, if we love people enough, they'll just, you know, it'll all work out, mm-hmm. is, is, is not going to work. Yeah. Uh, we've got to love people enough to where we can build a relationship with them and they're willing to trust us because we're not looking at them with with um, judgment that leads to destruction. We can kind of make a judgment call on sin based on yeah. the Bible, but we're not the final arbiter of justice. And so then they come to us and they're willing to talk and they're willing to like engage and know that they're cared for. And then then we can show them through the scripture in the truth, in the love of Christ that sin needs to be dealt with. Sin needs to be repented of and confessed and that Jesus has atoned for it and has made you right. Mm-hmm. And that guilt and shame that you probably actually are feeling, it can be, that's reconciled. That can yeah. be, that can be taken away. That's, that's where, that's where I struggle with it. Yeah. So that's, that's my take on the, he gets us. Yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I think, you know, I I agree Jesus loves all. He does, and Jesus went out of his way and uh during his earthly ministry to go to the least of these, to yeah. go after uh those who were deemed sinners and unworthy and I mean he did all of that. That's all factual. But he didn't just go to them and just sit with them. He went with he went to them and told them of their need to remove themselves yeah. from their sin nature, to surrender their lives, and to change whatever sin that they were living in. Like, he did not just go and say, oh, well, I'm going to go hang out with the sinners. Right. No, it's, I've come to save them. To seek and to save that which was lost. He, you, you can't just sit with somebody and they be saved. Right. You've got to point out the flaw in a loving way of what sin they're living in that they need to repent of and turn their life towards Jesus. And that's where the, he gets us. Doesn't, doesn't go. It's he gets us like, yes, he sees you. He loves you. You were created in his image. That's a great line. Actually. He gets us. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely. That's why he came. That's why he came. So that way he could actually say, I get it. Yeah. Like I've lost loved ones, but the, he gets us just doesn't, I've been tempted, does not have a call to repentance of the sin style or lifestyle that, that you're currently dealing with. Right. I've been treated unfairly. I've been abused. I've been ridiculed. I got murdered. Yeah. Like I yeah. I get it. So that's the thing. I mean, it's but, great. It's a great right. understanding. It's a great, you know, slogan. It's a great viewpoint of 
being inclusive and bringing all those who maybe do feel that by believers, and they're not wrong in this, one of the things that they talk about on their website is uh, is the, the bigotry towards certain groups in society with the signs that Christians hold outside right. their churches and outside of places of businesses and different things like that for different areas um, where all they see is hatred. Right. You know, and totally justifiable for them to bring attention to that. Like, you know, Jesus doesn't come at you in a place of hatred right. for your choices. But he does hate the sin that you're living in. Why does he hate it? Why? Because he knows it will kill you. Yes. It's going to forever separate you from right. eternal hope and glory. Yeah. Well, yeah. But see, that's man, you're so right. It forever separates you, but it even separates you now from what you could be experiencing and the fulfillment you could be experiencing literally right now. Yeah. Not yeah. just when you die. Yeah. But like right now. Mm-hmm. Like John 10, 10, we're coming up, you know, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it to the abundance. Mm-hmm. Now. Now. Yeah. Like right now. Does it, not like a Joel Osteen book life, but like, yeah. but like. Hey, life is hard and things are tough, but like I can live a peaceful, joyful, fulfilled life because I know who Jesus is and he's come that I could have an abundant life. Yeah. And that's like, that's where like I struggle with that. And here's the, here's like one other thing that I was thinking about and we'll need to wrap up after this, but like, cause we're kind of running, running up on our time. I gotcha. But, but people mistake. There is an element. There is an element, and I think it's a a line of learning how to communicate and be appropriate. Where in a public forum, when sinful ideology is being forced into the public square and families and individuals are being forced to accommodate it, to engage Mm-hmm. or be taught it or have to, and when I say engage, like, I mean like to have it like pushed on them yeah. and they have to deal with it. I think it's appropriate and okay to stand up and say, no, I believe this is wrong. Yeah. I'm against this. And, and to be, and I think being moderately like, like, you know, like strong in that stance and, and aggressive may not be the right word, but I mean it in like the appropriate sense, but aggressively mm-hmm. pushing back. Because we do live in a public forum, in a public society, where we can, with truth, preach and push back against the darkness. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't that doesn't mean we have to be hateful yeah. or spiteful towards the person or the individual. And the truth is, there. Are, I will say this, sometimes I get really defensive of the majority of the church because I don't necessarily think the majority of the church is being hateful. Yeah. I think they're speaking truth. They're willing to help. They're willing to be loving and to be there for a refuge and a place of safety. When one person, when somebody finally realizes I am lost at sea, I need to come home. And we say, Hey, this is a safe Harbor for you. Mm -hmm. But when you get here, it's, it's not a safe Harbor for you to set up camp and continue to live like you did before. We wouldn't do that for anybody, an alcoholic, a drug user. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't do that for them. We wouldn't be like, Hey, Come in, we're going to give you a home and stock it with crack. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. We would say, no, come in. Now it's time It's time for us to deal with life mm-hmm. and to do right. I think the majority of church does that. And I think the gospel is so offensive to people that are sometimes so lost in their sin 
that when they hear the truth, they, they, the only way that they can process it in their mind is to yell out that it's being hateful Yeah, to say, you don't, you don't approve of what they're doing. Yeah. I'd agree. So I think that's a balance too. Mm-hmm. And that means it's really hard for the Christian to know what to do and how to do it. Yeah. And good. It should be. Yeah. It should be hard for us. Yeah. And the problem is that culture is created that whatever is the loudest. Right. Whatever is the loudest. And we can't engage in we that. Can't. And, we can't. And Jesus is very nonsense. clearly shows us many times about the quiet, gentle spirit that he is. It was kind of like and, on uh, it's it <laughs> it kind of like on Talladega Nights. When Ricky Bobby and the French guy uh, were face to face, they were yeah they were face to face, and they would and they would they were over talking each other. America, it's America, and like the other guy would say it, you know, and they were like it was like it was like a thirty seconds of them just loudly <laughs> trying to, and they're nose to nose, like yeah. they're nose to nose. This is America. And he's like just saying stuff really loud, yeah, and he's like that's what we can't do that. No. We can't engage in that to try to like yell. Louder over top. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's here's one thing that somebody told me. It was a guy I was talking to. And I was like working through some stuff, and he was helping me out. And I was just talking to him. And he was giving me some insight in life and just kind of helping me process some stuff. And he said, he said, uh, Stephen, the truth does not have to yell. Yep. It's good. It doesn't. Yep. The truth is the truth. And so the truth just says what it's going to say. And that's all it can say, or it's no longer the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't have to yell it. When you, I, I'm, I firmly believe when you hear somebody yelling, 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 it's probably not the truth. Yeah. Or at least it's not being handled correctly. Because mm-hmm. the truth doesn't have to do that. Yeah. The truth is just the truth. So there you go. Two two big topics today. I think we I think we handled them pretty well. I mean, some would say we probably handled them better than anyone else could have handled those two topics. Some would say that. Some would, People I mean, are. I'm just getting possible. texts right now from no one. <laughs> no one would ever say that because we we probably didn't. But but that's what that's our thing. Had 2,500 in worship yesterday. Yeah, we did. Church is growing, man. It's it, cool. It, man, it's crazy. I'm very thankful. When Quiet. I was, I mean, when I started, and it's not because I'm here. I, I'm it is going to say that before I make this comment because it's going to yeah. come across that way. Yeah. But when I got here, I mean, last July, two Julys ago, two Julys ago, yeah. it, we were running eighteen. Right. We've jumped. I mean. Right. I mean, I don't. Seven hundred. I mean, if we're doing that, when I got here, it was like eight hundred. Dude, let's go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dropping truth. Hey, you don't need to yell. No, it was. It was, it was probably what we well. I think there were days when we were in the 800s. I think we ranged from 8 to 1,200 Yeah, it's when cra- I was first here. Crazy, man. It's just been consistent. You know, Cliff's a great leader, great yeah. great teacher. It's just what we do. So God's hopefully honored, and that's our goal. Man, there's so much I want to talk about, but I do. we do got to go and wrap it up. So Yeah, because we got to go to the planet, to the fitness. I didn't bring any clothes. What are you doing to me? Forgetting. Golly. I didn't bring clothes. I can't go. You, we'll just go on that. I could, I guess. Yeah, you could. Are we doing arms today? It's uh, chest and bicep. Okay. 
I could do chest and biceps. Yeah, so Wagamont and I are now uh, working out. Yeah, remind me next time Three. to tell my CrossFit story. Ooh. It's a good story. It is It is a very good story. But uh, dieting and, uh, and yeah. working out. I've already lost like taking, 10 pounds. Dude, I wish I could just drop weight like I'd that. drop just like crazy. And down like three pounds. Falls off, man. So Yeah, but you're a lot smaller than me. That's... I've got like a lot of unnecessary weight. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. And to our friends in Europe, we appreciate you. We get you.